0: Fighting is tough inside the cage, as we learned at the spectacular UFC 227, but that is not what we were talking about today, which means it is time for Verbal Tap, show that proves something about the cage. Um, here on the podcast today, Gary, the Lion Killer Tonin. Gary, that last fight, you forgot how
1: to do heel hooks? Uh, I mean, you know, the hard part about doing heel hooks is... Uh, Gordon just took them all from me, so. Oh, okay, okay.
0: Stole them, like, knowledge and power-wise? Is this, is this uh, like the I mean, uh, Monstars when, you know, in Space Jam, when they just steal the talent?
1: I want to thank you for using a child metaphor so that I can actually understand.
0: <laughs> Gary, I can't help but notice you sound a little different now than you do in the interview we have
1: coming up with you. But no, I sound way, way, way more manly. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, actually, that's funny. I was thinking more viscerally handsome, which is Uh, bizarre, but I wasn't thinking manly necessarily, because that's just not what happens when I hear the cadence of your voice.
1: (laughs) Well,
2: uh, shit, I don't know. Uh,
1: I guess should we? I don't know. It's not. It's not Gary. I do.
0: This what, Euro mission. You're like, settle. All right. Uh, bringing through like the third curtain. It was also Rath at 1FC <laughs> during the fight. So Raph's been doing a lot of Gary impressions lately. That's why he struggled with the heel hooks. Obviously Gary wins. <laughs> At
1: least Gary has a good alibi for the flying kicks that he missed. Here's the thing. The reason why I, I, I need to be so forthcoming. I know my impression is right on the money, and I know you guys would think, oh, my God, it's Gary. But if you're one of those people who just tunes in to listen to our shows when Gary shows up, and we know who you are. Um, it's important that we don't go down a list of, uh, falsehoods because I was about to get into talking about STDs and then you start thinking like, Whoa, is that Gary? Is that not Gary? I just can't tell anymore. It's uh, a murky line
0: to take it impression wise. It's tricky because the actual person is such a caricature. Yes. Yeah. Very and much so he is on the podcast today. He's yes. talking one FC and his normal Gary kind of don't tell him. We said this awesomeness. He's talking everything everything we asked him about basically and some things we didn't that was our fault no there's a lot to talk about with ufc 227 RAF, and we are going to do that later in the week who's excited for a little teaser i first of all i also know how cody garbrandt got his neck tattoo so if you didn't see that yeah Everybody else, I've got... Hi, it was one of my favorite interviews he's ever done. He's just like, I got this because I'm not spiritual. I'm, re- I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I am going mm. to church. And then he just like has all these super awesomely religious tattoos. Really great, Great interview. I disagree with the Johnson decision, Raph. Hot fire take. People can listen to why, but I don't <laughs> think it was taken from him. I'm going to say that. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? While we're at it, disagree with the Dillashaw decision as well.
1: <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> Hot that was takes. not a decision. I just want to make sure. Hot great.
0: takes coming later yes. in the week for UFC 22, plus two twenty 5, UFC 227. <laughs> yeah, I can do math on the fly sometimes, uh, especially if there's zero division involved. Today, we want to tell you about our best friends, the people that keep us. Very protected during some exposed yoga positions, Oh. I want to talk about North South Jiu Jitsu underwear. And uh, new color teasers?
1: Yeah, it looks like they're doing like a navy. Oh, that's a sleek. I like They look navy money, weather. dude. I like a good navy.
0: I like their spats. And for the Gary Tonin fans, they do have A1s in the men's size. Obviously, mm. you will need the. Smallest version of North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. For the rest of you, they make them across the spectrum. Get some North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. I love the way they keep my... I have just weird-shaped love handles. And by weird-shaped, I mean beer-shaped. It's like uh, you can tell when someone's drinking more beer. These things, never a problem, even in hot yoga ref. And I know that they're for Jiu-Jitsu. I'm just getting there. That's my point.
1: We're getting closer by the day. When, when are you looking to get back to the mats, Kevin?
0: You know, we'll see. Um, I, I had a nice rehab session not too long ago with both knees and, uh, and a good clearance, but they, they want me to just get a little bit more flexible
1: before I return, which is fair. That's perfectly fine. I learned some very interesting things on how to break knees from what Ashley Williams, no big deal. Oh, I saw the
0: interview with him. You can check that out and more Verbal Tapcast at Verbal Tapcast on all the social medias. Raf's talking to people like Ashley Williams.
1: It's very cool. Absolutely. But you can also check out, I don't know, sometimes you want good nutrition, Kev.
0: Great. I want good,
1: great, natural nutrition. That's me. But are you ever certain about what kind of nutrition you're getting? Is there some sort of way that you look at it and you go, I'm not so sure about it. I wish it was certified?
0: Absolutely. And not like okay. that weird guy at GNC is like, Let's, trust me, that's a, a, award winning. And you're just like, "What? it looks like it's an orange Telluride box. I don't know what that is. It's like mm. leaking. There's a mouse climbing out of it. That's what I don't want.
1: I want something no. really certified. I think you want something proven. Uh, That's what I want. I want proven proven. nutrition. Go to provennutrition.com. See Richie. There's actually – this is one of the weird things, Kev. Uh, Richie put up a a photo of himself, and it's weird when the actual person who owns the company can be a spokes model for his own brand. But he did one where it shows his physique and him being cut, and it says, uh, uses proven nutrition, and then (laughs) points to the other person and says, uses other supplements, and I go, I can't argue with this. Richie's, like, jacked. <laughs> this is just unfair to other supplements. Other supplements, get your shit together. But I guess if you were proven nutrition, you would be. So I guess that's what we want to say. Kev, we should waste no more time because people might be confused in the fact that my voice sounds so similar to one Gary I Tonin. Like what happened? Yeah. What happened to him? Is he just in a box? Are you keeping him away from us? Maybe. Hey, or we can just transition to that right now. Speaking of wasting time,
0: let's go do it. now. and I'm going to hit play on the fight, Raph, because I, I've said it before about one FC. I'll say it again. I love that they care so little about keeping Gary's fights privileged that they just post him immediately. Mm-hmm. It's genius work. <laughs> and I heard a rumor he doesn't have to confirm or deny mm-hmm. that Gary Tonin will only fight overseas because he was just so inspired by the movie Bloodsport, so he thinks that's how it has <laughs> to be done.
2: That's actually that's actually correct. one hundred percent right. Here to comment, Nikki Nikki Gary Ryan Tonin. to this day still still. Has not watched Bloodsport, and since, since he has th- hasn't watched Bloodsport, like since I found out, like the day he told me, I haven't trained with him. I won't even look at him when he's on the map. <laughs> I'm the same
0: way with hanging out with people. Close,
2: if he gets too close, I just fart in his general direction.
0: <laughs> people that haven't seen Cobra get my ear up. That's when it's like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. You don't know. Arthur Cobra is <laughs> Raph, our guest, Gary Tonin, mm-hmm. whom I don't know why you do this. I don't know why you do keep in touch. <laughs> Maybe you want to tell us. <laughs> but coming off a fight where we learned Gary forgot how to grapple. This is exciting. I appreciate you coming on the show this evening, sir.
2: Yeah, yeah. No problem, guys. <laughs> uh,
0: can we start with the hair choice? I don't know where that is on the, the pantheon. Oh, the hair choice. Yeah,
2: go sure, on. Let's do it. Because this was guys, pre, Why don't you guys riff off before I explain it?
0: <laughs> pre-bug infection. Uh, this is so. I assume this wasn't a health choice, like it would be now. You showed up looking like Kit Dale's ghostly cousin, maybe one that's never been to <laughs> Australia. It was like, uh, is that Laughlin Giles, except better at fighting? Who is that guy, Raph... <laughs>
1: Yeah, we had some issues. Okay, so, Gary, I said this Mm -hmm. as a caveat, and there's just, like, a little part, like a little island the shape of Africa that's missing on your hairline.
2: So what's
1: happening there? And I want to make it very clear that Uh I put it out that you could have done it for a good guy reason and that I should not be judged if, like, you're doing it to, like, there's a patient out there that you're like, I'm going to do it to, buddy. (laughs) And I was like, holy fuck. (laughs) if that's <laughs> going to do i be really grossly overestimated my income
2: oh, I wish I I wish I would have thought of that and just went with that as like <laughs> like i should have just the moment you told me that right there i should have just been like oh yeah it's for my friend who had cancer <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> like, I, <laughs> I just I went don't... with that and just let you feel like a piece of shit <laughs> because
1: here's the thing i had that joke ready the second i saw it and i go rap you don't know you just you don't know you, you gotta haven't pull talked back to him about this Gotta pull back you Gotta pull that joke back because you know what oh. the worst part is if he actually produces some make a wish kid that it's supposed to be dedicated <laughs> to, this will ruin you forever. So anyway,
2: <laughs> what happened, dude? Damn it. I got to think about that next time. Yeah. Uh, so about like pretty much like a month after my last fight, um, I just like got a random patch of hair missing in the front. And then, uh, pretty soon after that, a random patch of hair missing on the side. So, Based off of what I talked to like a bunch of different people about, I haven't gone to the dermatologist about it. I just hadn't had time because I was training for my next fight. Um, they just said that like it's some sort of like autoimmune thing or something because of stress, and like I need to go get steroid injections or some sort of thing or whatever. But I just didn't have time to bother with all that bullshit. I was training, so I just decided to shave my head for the fight and said, "Fuck it." <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> didn't have much time
1: it. for steroids. Is that because Gordon is taking all the steroids for him. you? <laughs> I just want to be very clear as to how and why you don't have time. There's like, a, you, know what, you know what they say, very, only a limited amount. Steroids, of steroids a priority. You need to say that sentence out loud. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh.
0: Conspiracy so, okay. theory, too. Henzo just has one of those steroid buckets, like the uh, drug <laughs> buckets in prison. You just you take a handful, you throw it in, and everybody's like, God damn it, Gordon. Save some for the rest of the
1: <laughs> team. <All right? laughs> I'm being like, super clear about this, Gary. The nicest part about yeah. you even being mentioned in the realm of steroids is like, you know, you'll appear with a six-pack at some point, but we know that you're not really on... Like the good steroids, if you are on them, even though you're on a federation, you know one FC bless them.
2: Oh, they don't Tell test. Them. They don't test for anything. Oh, the, although uh, this particular fight, mm-hmm. um, they tested for uh, cocaine and marijuana. You know, <laughs> oh, fight, I, I guess yeah. apparently the new Raph, guy, Raph, in Bad the, News. The, Hold
0: the, on, this is breaking <laughs> my one FC career is over. I didn't know this.
2: <laughs> Damn it! It's the it, it only. The only reason, though, is because it was in the Philippines, and the new uh, the new leader there Duarte. I don't know what they're called uh, is is, uh, is a big like drug crackdown guy. So apparently, oh, yeah. anybody who does any type of athletic competition in the Philippines has to be tested for cocaine and marijuana metabolites. So What's I got tested doing? like four times. He thinks weed Cocaine. causes gayness.
0: Mm, he's not mm, wrong. That's true. Not, he thinks weed causes gayness. If we're just using his, causes gayness, and he's not wildly wrong. I just think there's an well, argument. That ex- that well, can that, be that made. explains that explains Kev's
1: disposition <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, Gary, here's the nice part. I'm glad that we got to the bottom of it because for a split second, you know, aside from the whole cancer uh, sort of scare or the Make a Wish.
2: Angle. Cancer angle whatever disease
1: that doesn't <laughs> afflict his mustache but somehow
0: right. attacks his head it's like his mustache is as girthy as i've seen imagine
2: before. it really was cancer though like i haven't actually got it checked out so like it could be you never know asterisk
1: the worst part about recordings is is that people can go back and listen to these things and go remember oh. that time rap that you were insensitive about gary's cancer and i was like to be fair gary's sensitive <laughs> about everything <laughs> So I don't feel that, you know, we're really out of line here. I just thought for a split second you could also be reverse Michael Jacksoning, and maybe you're yeah, going to And I said, maybe this is where it starts.
2: I hope so, man. I <laughs> it hope looks so.
1: like
0: Mario Van Bibles <laughs> in six months. That's great.
1: <laughs> so let's let's do this. Okay, so let's start from the beginning, because I want to make sure people have a nice progression obviously the hair is a good point but you, you
2: announced i'll tell you what though raf you're in th- trouble because if i am transitioning to black i'm gonna turn hispanic first I, is that how that goes i'm oh. pretty sure i think that that's how it goes i'm gonna look latino before i look black i don't want you to be latino
1: like i feel like you <laughs> <would drag> us. <laughs> i down know to i you.
2: know that's why i said you're in danger i know you don't want me to be in the same class as you <laughs> oh, I, in any way human (laughs) hold on
1: i'm gonna dig on
0: Raph. he just wants to stay the funniest latino on the podcast Ayo,
1: (laughs) i'll accept that i just like the fact that like gary you'll start to understand things like when someone goes hey do you guys want to get empanadas and then they look and stare at you for a minute and you go it's fine i approve of this do you guys want to go to taco (laughs) bell everybody look at Raph and see if he's okay with it taco bell is fine it's not real mexican food but we can go to
2: it (laughs) So, Gary, you know, you know, for the longest time I pronounced empanadas or sorry, I see, I just did it right there. I always say empanadas like with an N. like I never (laughs) even know it's incorrect. I'm I'm like incorrectly using a Spanish letter that like Americans don't know about.
1: (laughs) You're calling them empanadas like their little empanadas full of piñata candy. That's (laughs) adorable. Exactly. So I get corrected
2: by Spanish speaking people every single time.
1: I don't
0: know. I, I would eat the shit out of an empinata, too. I want that on the table. <laughs> it
2: it's just got necessary. cocaine
0: and marijuana. <laughs> you hit it. It's a, it's a Philippines delicacy. It's a one FC we'll on
1: cocktail. There you so, go. Garrett, you you announced this fight relatively late. Like I want to feel like we didn't hear about it until late February, Dude, early March. I was like, kind what of was up
2: with that. I was kind of upset about that. That sucks, man. To be honest, why is that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they just. I don't know what it was about their scheduling or whatever. They just had a a tough time, like officially promoting it or whatever the case may be. Cause I'm not until they make the first post about it publicly, I'm supposed to not announce it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal was, man. I don't know why it took so long. It took, it made me like, I had to book flights a lot later and stuff like that. Like it's whatever, man, you know, I know they get busy. They put on a lot of events to be fair. Um, I think they had 24 events this year um, for their organization, just decent amount. So um, I get it, but uh, yeah, man, it's it's it would be nice to like be able to have more fun with the promotion of these fights. Because like basically they're only giving me like two weeks, you know? Because um, honestly, in two weeks, it's funny because I do a lot of seminars and stuff with jujitsu. I don't really do it as much anymore, but I used to. Like in two weeks, that's not even enough time for everybody to know you're going to be in a particular area. You know, um, yeah. it takes time to really like actually use uh, the uh, promotion of a fight. Like the amount of people that would have watched the fight on that day would have doubled had they given it four weeks promotion as opposed sure. to two weeks. You know, so
1: sure, I don't I'm weird. Oh, I'm sure, like even if y- you didn't necessarily put together seminars, it's got to be kind of weird to be calling up people <laughs> over in
2: Asia and going.
1: Hey, you guys be interested? I might be in town. No reason. Just kind of visiting.
2: <laughs> just FYI. Yeah, I tried, to, I tried to put it out there that I was going to be there. You no, know, I just said, like, oh, I might be headed to the Philippines on this particular time so that people would know. But
0: Oh, was that your code? Okay, well, now that we know it, I'm not sure. You kind of, <laughs> all right, fuck, Gary. I don't know. Well, be careful
2: with this. that because I said the same <laughs> thing about Tokyo recently, and I don't, I'm don't. i not having a fight in Tokyo in a oh, couple weeks. So oh, good. Everybody relax.
0: Because <laughs> I was going to be like, you got to let a journalist <laughs> know someone that can fucking crack (laughs) your stupid code and say it on the air or out loud so that's a good time to text your friend raf hey wink wink gonna be in the philippines so and just well give us a message if you think you're fighting like going coke and weed free for a few weeks if you get my (laughs) and then we'll know to announce it give people a heads up but they put it on youtube immediately and that's it's a great thing for you that they do that by the way just in terms of your yeah yeah
1: Shit! Sorry, I was. No, yeah, I was just I think saying. I... Oh, go ahead, Gary.
0: No, it doesn't matter. Wasn't it saying any
2: important? No. Well, fuck well.
0: both of you for trying to interrupt me because I was on a real tear. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's
2: this <laughs> this fight
0: almost has twenty three thousand views, and it's not like anyone's tuning in. No offense, Rahul Raju. I mean, maybe a few, but this is a this is a Gary wave of fight stuff. So at least they put it on there and post that shit immediately.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean. I think uh, they're going more the route of like advertisements and stuff like that. Apparently, like you know, from what uh, we had, like a we had a big social media seminar after after our uh, like weigh-ins and stuff like that, our our press day and everything like that. Like, uh, so they they sat us down for like a half hour to an hour and explained to us like kind of like what their their goal is with their promotion of their uh, their organization. So they're kind of like going the the wholesome, you know, martial arts respect sort of route. Um, so they're looking for like sponsorship from people like Disney and things like that, which apparently would never sponsor like UFC, but they'll do it for one championship. I don't know. Um, it got a little weird when they told us, you know, we probably shouldn't say things like mixed martial arts, what? which is what we do. I- yeah. I have I frozen
0: really on a picture of you trying to heel hook <laughs> him. So let's just not. <laughs> In this very unmixed martial arts, we'll call it segmented martial arts, (laughs) you are trying for your first heel hook. And this is what America wants to know first and foremost about this fight. Gary, have you forgotten Uh, to do heel hooks? Like, is it harder with the gloves on? Um, I think it worked out just fine
2: if you looked at his face. (laughs) I mean, I I definitely tore his ankle apart. Uh, it wasn't as much knee damage. Uh, I just think it was just based on the position just turned his ankle around twice. Um, but I think it's pretty apparent that they were both effective. He just, he just chose not to tap. So it is what it is. I mean, I spent like an entire match with one of the Meow brothers, like ripping his ankle to shreds too. And it is what it is, man. It happens. Um, I just chose at a certain point. I felt like, all right, this is enough. Uh, he's not tapping let's let go and then work on something else that's going to make him tap or not get knocked out so yeah apparently people are making like videos and like comments and posts and things about like his level of defense or something to the heel hooks but like I don't think he ever really did anything to defend I pretty much just extended to the fullest extent I possibly could and then let go I don't really know if there was anything that happened that he did specifically that stopped any of these heel hooks but I don't know
0: Look for um, Rahul Raju's new DVD series defending the Tonin's yeah. <laughs> heel hook. Pretty much,
2: pretty much what I'm expecting based off of the things people were saying. Like, they, somebody made like a full breakdown of like his defensive skills in the position. I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you look at it, I just fully cranked his ankle and then I let go. Like, I I don't really know what the deal and was. I mean, see, the fair. thing is this, like I think people expected me to get tunnel vision like most jiu-jitsu <laughs> guys, which they go after a submission hold and like if they're not getting a submission hold, they continue to pursue it until they get it. Well, that's how it works in grappling. It doesn't work like that in mixed martial arts. If I continue to pursue this heel hook that's like he's not tapping to, like I may just end up getting punched in the face. So, hey, let's let go of this and we're fighting. We'll work on something else. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> you take know, that's game I just now. want to make sure yeah. that we're
1: very clear on this. You referred to it as what you're not supposed to refer to it as. It is martial entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, martial entertainment. Oops. Martial entertainment, that's All exactly... Right. You know, you got to get that family-friendly audience in there. Because yes, uh, yes. Uh, here's the best part is, this is why I love the grappling community. They're very behind you, but then when you don't finish with heel hooks, it's like, what's happened to Gary? Like, what Yeah, you suck. What man... <laughs> Man. And, like, the other <laughs> thing that I think is really funny is, you know, you made a statement in your first one to really uh, have stand-up. And Kevin's probably going to get to this a little bit later in the fight. But the other alternate funny part of that is when people go, uh, you know, he's abandoning the stand-up and going back to his grappling. Ugh. Yeah, it was a good run, Striking. Good job, Gary. Oh, this second hook does <laughs> look brutal. Now
0: that I'm re-watching what you did to his knee, that is not defense I yeah, recommend. Man. Not with my dexterity. Yeah dude the second one particularly i remember looking at his face and i was like all right man okay (laughs) i like what you did hold on you just hit him in the face while he was staring at the heel hook that
2: was fun i got the funny part was he was trying to hit me and i used this like x leg around his hip to make sure that i could create distance so he couldn't hit me and uh i just like let i let that uh i let my legs ease up for a second and i just hit him in the jaw (laughs) i just thought it made me laugh a little bit like during the fight (laughs) I don't know
0: why. Oh, they you threw the nice knee of justice. So let me spin that last comment you just said for the blog posters Monday through Wednesday. Gary Tonin afraid to get hit in the face during a heel mm. hook. That's what I heard. That's just what I heard. You <laughs> were doing more grappling in this fight. Intentional, because he obviously—I mean, in terms of—I don't know what his striking prowess was. Oh, I also want to talk about. Raph made a hilarious meme about your fight status, the the skills and different strengths. But I genuinely also think you should be offended by where they had your your grappling. Where do they have my grappling? Not at one hundred percent. That's where oh, they don't have. 100%. It's not even at ninety. It's at a clean seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is complete bullshit. It's like, okay, all points aside, like you might want to make it above 90. Like You might want to just...
1: <laughs> sure, sure.
0: Kick and a miss. Why were you grappling more this time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. That distracted t- me. I told anyway, you I was going to call uh, and heard
0: you on this one. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with his like horrible radio questions. We'll just keep those... <laughs>
2: Brilliant. So, uh, I wasn't, I, 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 so I grappled more this time, actually for two, I was thinking about it leading up to the fight for sure, but also something somebody, uh, mentioned to me actually made me think about doing it a little bit more during this fight. I was uh, having an interview, um, with a guy, he used to work for spirit magazine. I think it was in Japan. I'm not hundred percent, if he still does or, do, or doesn't anymore or not. Um, I was doing an interview with that guy and, uh, you know, he, we talked about my first fight and how you know, I said like, listen, like, you know, I don't want to be in a championship fight for the first time, have to use my striking. Um, that's why, you know, I want to make sure I test it in my earlier fights. And he raised an interesting point to me, which was, you know, that although I had been doing grappling for, you know, over a decade that like, you Mm -hmm. don't want to be in a championship fight and have to use your grappling in a fight for the first time, uh, you know, at that point in time as well, you know, and I was thinking about it. It's like, it's, actually correct Because grappling in a fight is very different than you know grappling in a grappling match so that was kind of my thoughts it's like all right well let's see you know what kind of threats are going to be offered to me from you know my grappling exchanges in this fight so i kind of shifted more I, it, ironically after he asked me that question i shifted more towards uh, uh, making a decision on yeah i'm going to use grappling a little bit more
1: during this fight
0: okay well and to your point and what you're talking about and i think the next echelon of your game is it'll be fun to see you get creative with the ground and pound because it still seems like you're grappling and you're like oh shit i can punch him that's right boom but (laughs) there's a lot of moments still where yeah you're you're causing some problems so in the transition it's kind of that's what's fun about this fight there's a lot of transition from grappling to fighting which is difficult in your size group
2: i think there was one time where i was mounted on him where i transitioned to a triangle which just didn't make any like I should have just stayed on top and punched him in the don't, face. I hey, don't really know why I bothered to do that.
0: Don't change what we love about you. You keep that. You stay <laughs> golden. How fucking dare you? I loved he was it. So I was he, like,
2: yeah. He was so like oiled up though that like a lot of that stuff was just very that was very difficult. Like hundred percent. Like at least at least like shoulders and arms for sure. Like I remember trying to make grips on him and it was like couldn't make a grip on anything especially gloves like my hand would slip right off he makes one grip on my gloves, and i can't fucking move my entire hand so i'm like what the fuck's happening here this doesn't make any sense
1: yeah i was wondering about that so w- let me get this straight you're saying just like naturally from sweating or was he greased like what is yeah, that you grip? never
2: really you can never really say you know okay. but i uh, mean you you could but, if you were but, a <laughs> pussy but that's
1: fine you, <laughs> whatever you, want to say, you could
2: never really say 100 percent for certain because i do believe that like different people produce their certain different levels of uh, of grease through their skin, sure. just naturally, it's just based off of the different people that I've grappled with over time. Um, but it definitely felt <laughs> an unnatural level of slipperiness, for sure. Oh,
1: no, buddy, develop defense grease. Go! Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, but, yeah, but,
2: I mean, that's something to be expected. I mean, John's told me that for years, that, like, basically, as you fight at the high level, like, pretty much everybody's going to do that because uh, they know you're a grappler, so... I mean, it's whatever, but. And, okay. So, didn't stop either of the heel hooks from breaking his ankle, you know, or the strangle from happening. It actually uh, made the strangle easier.
0: Well, look for and, his second defense series coming on DVD from Rahul Raju, <laughs> Oiled Up the and, Art and, to of Staying
1: We have called this guy Raj Al Ghul, and I'm hoping that everybody else has, because that's the only. <laughs> like, when I saw his name come up. I said, uh, okay, Like, I'm not going to learn that real name. I'm just going to call Gary versus Wajal and let it
2: be. I'm not going to learn that real name.
1: I, listen, I've got too much stuff to do at times. I've got people to interview. I've got people trying to give me shit. I have to decipher the fact that they felt the need to give you power levels. Like That's why when I <laughs> made the meme, it was because I said, where do they get off? He's had one fight. And he has a
2: fucking <laughs> power chart. Like, especially to,
1: like, sit there, and they go, striking, uh, about 60, if we're being honest. And then they're, like, grappling, <laughs> an astounding 83. And it's like, you're playing Madden, and then all of a sudden you see that all of a sudden one of the announcers has the exact same power level as, like, Tony Romo. And you go, is that fair? Well, I guess so. <laughs> so when I saw that, and I saw that power chart. So I'm,
2: so I'm the announcer. That's what
1: we're. That's what we're saying here. I'm not saying you're a, a, the announcer. I'm saying you might be a announcer. You might be somebody who has very entry levels into well, grappling, based off of this chart, Gary.
0: I've got one. They throw Steph Curry. It's like three points, yeah. eighty-two <laughs> post game, seventy-nine. Like,
1: what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? What?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we couldn't help but like look at it and laugh profusely, and then. You know, we make a meme and we're happy about it. But I'm still sitting there and I'm trying to explain to somebody to go, it's just weird that they gave him cage control as still a pretty high thing. And I go, what were the rejected things? You
0: are currently were in trying? cage control position. Just as uh, We're in a mount in round three, ref. Oh, yeah. nuts on the thing. Oh, there's a taint. Yeah, this is where the triangle happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, things just got real for Rajal Ghoul.
1: Fair enough. So Gary, the other <laughs> thing that was interesting to note about this is, is that the internet seemed to be like, uh, you know, they were complimentary of this guy and they said that he exposed you. And I thought that was a <laughs> funny comment as well. 10th um, planet brown belt. He's been rolling at 10th planet. They screamed that in a weird way. At one point. Oh, also, I think this is the thing I had to do live on the air with you. Uh, last week I did a, a version of it, but I wanted to see if this brings back any memories. Um, Kev, can you tell me exactly where they are on the fight right now that you're watching so that I can replay what he would be saying?
0: Minutes 12.24 in the third round, uh, Raj Al Ghul just got up to try for one more go of it in the stand. <laughs> you may
1: notice that Raj Al-Ghul is very close to finishing this fight. And I go, what's wrong with this announcer's voice? Like... He sounds like a voice that you do on the Cartoon Network. Well, he is limping, by the way. I'm noticing oh, well, I, this now. I haven't listened
2: to the announcing yet, so I can't say for sure. Oh, you sure? Yeah, when you do, just But know. I did say they were getting rather... I did hear they were getting rather excited.
1: Not just excited, but like... You know how Mike Goldberg would occasionally get a little too excited about a kick or something, and you go, nah, Goldie, good for you. This guy was <laughs> literally guffawing on the microphone and being like, I can't believe that! And I'm like, I think his oxygen levels are very low. I think he (laughs) might pass out at any given time. So when you go back and you listen to the commentary in English, just see if you have a natural reaction from there. What surprised you most about this fight, man? Was there anything that kind of caught you off guard? Because, again, he exposed you. So I want to make
0: sure... Uh, His
2: his thighs, for one, uh, I just remember looking across the cage and just being like, what?! (laughs) like that thing's 170 what is is this you know because they have the hydration testing and everything like that so I mean from what I understand I guess that the way that people are some of these guys are like uh, are getting getting to be a little bit heavier is they'll hold in their piss from like the morning and then Mm. like run off weight so their piss is still hydrated when they go to pee Um, but you can't like you still can't dehydrate like you do in the UFC like you can't have massive weight cuts like a dude going from like you know, one eighty five or one ninety to one fifty five. But I think very easily this guy might have been able to go from like one eighty five to one seventy or something Mm -hmm. like that. Because he's pretty big, man. Like I think he's a considerable even though they they said something like I was only three centimeters shorter than him, which is that's definite bullshit. Um (laughs) I'm pretty sure he's at least three to four inches taller than me. And uh it looked like he was considerably bigger than me too in the arms, legs and uh you know, midsection as well. So penis department, can't really say I for sure. But that well. was, I would say yeah, the, the most surprising thing of the fight was his size for the first thing. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, his, his punching power and accuracy wasn't too bad. Um, well, accuracy towards the end started to dwindle. Once I kind of figured out what he was going for, it was pretty predictable, but, um, yeah, uh, the power was, was a lot harder than I expected. Cause in his previous fights, I think he, he took a little bit of a different strategy this fight. I'll explain why later. In his previous fights, he just stampeded forward into everybody. Mm. Um, but his, his very last fight before mine, when he did that, he got knocked out by check hooks because he was running forward, check hook, check hook, check hook, finally dropped. So I think he was a little worried to do that this fight, maybe. We were expecting that. Uh, we, that's what we were preparing for. I think he was worried to do that this fight because he didn't want to get knocked out like the previous fight. Um, even though like I'm not a crazy experienced striker or anything. So he tended to stay a little bit more standstill. Um, you know, wherever he was at, there was only one time where he pursued me, which was round two. Mm-hmm. Um, but every other time he kind of stayed still, which actually oddly made me want to stand more still, which was bad for me. So that was kind of odd. I, I, I had a, like a non-reactive opponent that wasn't moving very much. So kind of screwed with me.
1: Well, I would say big. like, those are
2: kind of the two things. And okay. then like the last thing I would say, I definitely didn't expect him to just not tap the submissions, but it, you know, I mean it happens, but I didn't expect him to like just let his leg get broken completely. The second, especially the <laughs> second submission. The yeah. second leg break, that one was pretty bad. Like uh, yeah, like I, I like if I look at you, if I look at your face while I'm breaking your leg, like I'm definitely like that means things are pretty bad. So yeah. I'm like, man, like what's dude? yeah. So that was pretty rough. A lot of MMA I say unexpected things.
1: A lot of MMA guys will try and tough their way out of things, sometimes uh, not For sure. in the best of ways that they should. Um, I had a guy who I was training with today who told me, I think he was saying he was close to losing this fight, or he did lose this fight, or he got put in this knee bar. And I just asked him, I was like, oh, did that was that bad? He's like, yeah, I fucked up my knee, but I punched my way out of it. And I was like, good story. And he goes, but I couldn't walk the <laughs> day after. And I go, just curious, can you show me what he did? And he's like, yeah, this is where I was. And I was like, do you know what you're supposed to do from here?" And he goes, oh, no. And I go, we should go. <laughs> and he's just like, cool. And like the one thing I made sure, I was just like, just know where your knee is. If you know where that's happening, <laughs> a lot of things can happen. And the guy's just like, thanks, dude, you're blowing my mind. I was like, no, this is entry level. So uh, <laughs> while I understand punching can be very helpful, uh, it's probably yeah. not our go-to um this is something that i was intrigued in asking you because now you know the first fight it's a different situation because you had that first round and then you were able to go and finish in your second round this time you actually had uh two opportunities to go over to your corner what was the best advice that you were getting in those moments
2: uh so the best advice was actually advice that i didn't follow um (laughs) because i'm just a fucking retard wow so uh Yeah, so John told me early, like first round, after first round, he was like, listen, like he's only throwing right hands." which that I knew, I was, I believe that, but he's like stand conventional because you're more likely to shield the right hand with your lead hand and then you can throw like more effectively, you're going to get hit less and you're going to hit him more as opposed to standing, um, as opposed to standing southpaw um, where there's like an open connection with his right hand to your head. Mm -hmm. Um, So he said that and I heard him, but like, and it's not that I didn't want to listen. I I think I tried, but like my body's natural inclination was, well, I want to stand Southpaw because I want my head to be further from his rear hand. But like Mm -hmm. in reality, that's almost worse because you can kind of smother it by being closer to it. And like he said, like, I kind of have that arm up to deflect the rear hand. Um, so I was leaving myself more susceptible the whole fight by standing in southpaw, uh, to him just throwing that heavy rear hand over and over again. So, uh, mm-hmm. that was the best piece of advice that I probably got, you know, um, there was also one piece of advice that I got from one of my corners, who's, uh, the guy that w- I brought out as a sparring par- partner, uh, John Bianco, um, that kickboxer, he told me that, uh, the guy was open for, uh, for the rear high kick, uh, on his right side, my left side, and he was 100% right. Problem is, I just fucking suck. So instead of hitting him in the head, I just fell. But uh, it was pretty clear when I did throw it a couple times that I did that he was open for it. I just couldn't make contact because I'm terrible. But uh, that was good advice, too, if I was competent. So uh, To
1: be fair, you know, it's expecting a lot of you to be able to kick and high. You know, kick <laughs> at the midsection maybe, but kick high, that's just rude. Um, the second part of this is okay so I'm now starting to realize how this is coming along because uh, the two part question I have on this based off of what you just told us was number one it makes me realize John Danaher is not a short winded person and you only have so much time on a stool does he just get going by the time they like pull you off because he's just in the middle of Mr. Um, it would be in your best interest to oh we got we got to go back to the round okay cool uh, so that's what and number two if you don't follow his advice in the first round and I've seen him get heated yes. does he get a little bit of uh what the fuck are you doing did you not listen to me? Said, what the fuck's wrong with you no Mr. Gary Toner no. Ding ding ding! Time to go out again. It's like all right, I didn't even get he didn't even get
0: back
2: to it this time. He just admonished me for not doing it. Yeah. So I, no, he he doesn't get he doesn't get like crazy like that. I think like he's very uh, he he's very cognizant of the the fact that like any type of emotion could like play a role. So I think he he chooses if it was in the training room and I did something like that 100% he would freak out and call me a retard um, okay. for sure like multiple times he'd be like he'd be like yeah way to way to switch stances you fucking retard or something like that <laughs> for sure That's, he'd definitely say that um, but because it's mid fight and he knows that it's very important like he just basically repeated himself over and over and over again. So like second round, he just, I'm pretty sure he just kept saying that over and over and over. I, I'd have to like, I don't know if they have any recording of, of the corners or if there's microphones nearby, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that he must've repeated it multiple times. Second round, because I clearly didn't listen to it. First round. I just uh, I'm not a hundred
1: percent sure he spoke in all caps locks because if he did, <laughs> then that's how you don't know what he's really referring to as being serious or not. I one year for Gordon's birthday, Uh, wrote a post as John Danaher wishing him a happy birthday Uh and literally wrote in different parts in capital letters and in regular letters where it was just like, before I wish you a happy birthday, it is important that we discuss the manner in which (laughs) it come from. Mr. Gordon Ryan, the most important part of having a good and socially acceptable birthday is to give credit to those of which came before you the previous years of birth. And I was just like, I finished writing it and I go, I've never spent this much time writing a bullshit thing that I'm not so sure someone's going to read. So I actually have to go and screenshot it. And I go, no, Gordon just celebrated a birthday. So I have to just like literally repost that shit every year uh, until it
2: gets the do it deserves. Just, um, just because of the time invested, like you're not even sure if it's it's a it's a useful thing for you to do. Here's the thing, <laughs> because it's
1: not like a meme that I have to do my it. following. I put it on yeah, his no. page and like I started it. And the dumb part is because I'm such a perfectionist, I can't just do the bit and go like I don't care. Like clearly, if I put more than two minutes into it, I go, "Well, I've got five minutes to spare. Let's see this thing through." And by the end of it, I'm like, "Oh my god, I've written a madman's manifesto." What did I, what here. Did I do? What did I? Do? What have I created?
0: <laughs> it's a monster. There's ten percent of you that's like, "This is fucking genius. I got to do this more often. I'm drop some acid and her for seventy-two hours." You're gonna, gonna write about the science of orgies with a dark, ominous voice. I have a question, very one related. First of all, you just tapped him, and congratulations, whatever grappling. I guess mm-hmm. you still have some skills. Mm. And despite him being one uh-huh. big bitch, as I'm seeing him side by side with you, you're actually you're right. I didn't notice it in the fight, but he's a clean. The he's the ref size, and the, you are not. Uh, yes, yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> They clip away from your victory to the two bikini-clad, one FC, uh, I don't know. I assume they're accountants. Thank God. Give everybody a break in the eyes. They're holding this tiny case that says one championship. Here is obviously my question. Do you get that case, and do you know what is inside of
2: it? I, I didn't even realize that they were carrying a case. They are. I'm upset that I didn't. I did. I didn't get what was inside the cage. Your
0: fight
1: ended seconds uh, I have no ago. I what's inside of it.
0: And they are showing it to the crowd, and one of them is behind her, pumping it up, raising the roof, <laughs> and <laughs> so to indicate that's what you've won. And I'm waiting yeah, for it I to don't... be a fucking transformer or something, <laughs> or you to tell me there was pure I yen wish. in it, but
2: no. Dude, I wish, man. Uh, I have no idea what's in that case. I'm going to take it up with him before the next fight. I am happy. make sure I either get the case or at the very least know what's inside the case. <laughs> Thank you. Because that's concerning to me as well. I might <laughs> have got hit too many times, man.
0: I, I don't know. They're just standing right behind you with this tiny case. I, I would be worried now if I were you a little bit. <laughs> I have no, okay. Well, internet, Reddit, if uh, anyone out there listening has the time to deep dive this and or ref, we've wanted to start a second podcast for years. <laughs> this is the mm. one, the quest to find out <laughs> our third. Wait, you're doing the pro one. I guess we second one, we want the one FC. We'll find out 10 part episode coming this fall. What's in the case mm. following? Uh, it'd be like, we'll it'd be like Halleck, Halleck's backpack Instagram account. God, I Jesus. hope it's way more interesting than that ends up being. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. Oddly enough, the case still hasn't paid Gary Tonin either. So we have a, at least one thing in common <laughs> with both. You have been lovely in the media a little bit with Colby Covington threatening to beat you up and you responding with some personal attacks. Have you two had the chance <laughs> to speak and make nice? Or is he still just on a... Absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> to
2: make nice no way dude i don't know what the hell his deal is but anyway uh like i know his whole his whole thing is like you know uh he just takes jabs at everybody whatever and like he's trying to promote himself it's super like forced and dorky but it is what it is i get the point um but anyway like you know i was trying to go along with it i'm trying to use whatever he fucking said to promote maybe a match with us um and i got no response after attacking multiple family members (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I don't really know. Well the only response I got was from his sister. And like, you know, we talked about, you know, where we're going to go out and everything like that, but it has nothing to do with, you know, that situation, you know what I mean, her response, but yeah, like he <laughs> didn't fuck didn't say anything.
1: To be fair, he's going through a lot right now. I mean, there was the whole he visited the White House with the fake belt that he's no longer going to have. So that's rough, right? Especially to, like, go and present a belt and be like, yeah, I'm the champion. And, like, Trump go, yeah, like, yeah, I'm the president. (laughs) Wink, wink. (laughs) So (laughs) the weirdest part of this to me for these two, though, is I saw that happening. And I know that Dana made that happen. But the fact that they made it happen so quickly because they go wait a minute, Dana said he was stripping him of that title, and yet they're having him go up there with an interim belt that he's being stripped of in a week? Like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't make any sense. And he's apparently super pissed that they're going to strip him. And, to his credit, I'll give him this. I like the fact that the UFC made him an interim championship and then said, nah, just kidding. Everything's fine. Tyrone Woodley's coming back. And Darren Till's way for more fun, so... He's got an empty dance card for a little bit, I'm assuming. I think that's plenty of time to have a grappling match with you.
2: Yeah, there's zero chance it's going to happen, though. Like, if you don't respond <laughs> after you attack someone's sister and mother, like, I mean, that's what we used to teach Nikki to do. Mm. You know, like, Nikki. Nikki's not a very talkative guy, I and mean, he's getting better, you know, since he got older and, like, you know, a, had a bunch of us retards around him to, to kind of loosen him up. But, you know, I used to tell Nikki, like, because I obviously had a lot of confidence in his combat skills. Um, that when he goes to school, now he's not at school anymore. But when he goes to school, if anybody tries to start a verbal confrontation with him, he should just go right away and say something about their mother. You know, because ultimately, like if he doesn't, if somebody doesn't respond physically to an attack on someone's mother, well, then they weren't going to respond physically anyway. So it's just like. No, that's the way to do it you gotta go <laughs> for the jugular verbally right away this way you don't have because I, I wasn't confident in his verbal skills you know what i mean in terms of like oh you're a pussy you're a bitch like no i wasn't exists. i didn't know if nicky could do that game you know like i, I knew nicky could strangle the guy you know i didn't want him to lose a verbal battle in school like that's embarrassing you know i'd rather have him just strangle some kid <laughs> unconscious so
1: <laughs> gary's like no kid of mine is gonna lose mm-hmm. a battle uh, kev i would actually pay to see this series of- You know, uh, a Gary Tonin mentoring a young ward. (laughs) Another Ryan 2.0, one might say. I don't know, man.
0: (laughs) I'm normally in. Well, there's also, this already exists in nature. It's called the bluff charge. It's where a black bear Mm. runs at you, and you are supposed to hold your ground. Now, there's one small (laughs) problem with the theory. If it's not a bluff (laughs) charge, it's definitely how you get murdered. So <laughs> do with that information yeah, as you will. That's but, a fact. But that's that's, a fact. that's essentially what you're pitching out. I asked I was like how do you know if it's not a bluff charge? He's like you don't want to know. Like, Great. That sounds <laughs> That sounds like savory fucking advice, sir. Enjoy Aspen yeah man okay well that takes care of the colby uh side of things you are also and this was a bombshell prior speaking of you doing any sort of mentoring or helping beat people up uh ryan benoit coming to do some training with you
2: yeah uh so uh uh he's a ufc fighter at 125 um he uh has been staying with me and uh working on uh his fight camp he's been doing his fight camp here at henzo's as well as at my school at Brunswick, and uh, basically just you know uh, we're trying to give him as much training as he can leading up to his next fight, and I uh, I'll be cornering him on uh, September eighth. I think I want to say he said it was in Dallas. Yeah, pretty sure it's Dallas uh, UFC card there against uh, Roberto Sanchez. Are
1: you so is it exciting to be now on the coaching side again? Does that feel good for you? Because the other thing I think that we we wanted to ask you was you were holed up, like your arm was in a cast, and then it just felt like once your arm was better, they go, okay, you're in fighting again.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, no, for sure. My my arm was, or my, sorry, my wrist was uh, was pretty badly hurt. I, di- I didn't get a chance to post. I wanted to post some photos of that. I'm going to do it soon. Um, I haven't posted anything because I've been deathly ill for the last, like, four days um, yeah. since I got back from the Philippines. Uh, I thought I would just, like, ate something shitty because I was shitting myself constantly but now uh, i got like white spots on the back of my throat so i went to the doctor it's definitely strep they gave me antibiotics so basically I basically was sick for four days for no reason because i could have been taking antibiotics but uh getting better now but anyway yeah i was gonna post something about the wrist the wrist was uh was pretty badly hurt but <clears throat> it's definitely uh definitely better now i didn't re-hurt it i didn't re-injure it uh, during the fight so that's good news i think they want me to fight again sometime uh in the near future so that's uh good for that i almost just exposed the date of that fight <laughs> mm, i was about to say and, i was like uh, mm, kevin
1: my favorite month near future
0: yeah i'll uh, yeah. i'm just gonna so, make a quick minute at the 43 minute cut gary's <laughs> paycheck ending uh, on mistake. The coach- no i'm kidding
2: <laughs> but on the coaching end of things like i'm super excited to do this because like i've mentioned multiple times in different interviews and things like I'm really uh, a, a big part of why I'm fighting uh, is because in the future, I know that like, obviously once my athletic career is over in terms of competing in jiu-jitsu or fighting, um, <clears throat> I want to ha- be able to continue on with the sport. And the only way I'm really going to be able to do that is through uh, coaching and teaching um, similar to what John does for us. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it just gives me an early um, opportunity to uh, coach an, a high level athlete and uh, just see what that entails. You know, the last couple nights I've been studying um, all of his opponent's fights. I have, like, detailed notes written down in a notebook right next to me. I just, right before you guys called, I just finished watching his opponent's uh, second fight in in an in-depth analysis. And, uh, you know, just working on a game plan for him and, uh, you know, different uh, drills and skills that he needs to be working on from a jiu-jitsu perspective because he is fighting a, a pretty uh, jiu-jitsu-heavy uh, opponent. So it's it's actually... Make sense for me to to be helping him out for this fight. That's
1: cool. I remember when you used to do jujitsu. That's good. That
2: so <laughs> the other thing,
1: and I mean, you so eloquently uh, mentioned this, and I, I Kev, I, I felt bad. You know, Gary's a longtime guest on this show, and when he said he felt bad, I thought, oh my god, we got to do something about this, Kev. So I <laughs> took it upon us to go ahead and put up a post because. Gary put up this thing that said, character, Gary Tonin, strengths can kill lions. Questionable. Weaknesses. Mosquitoes <laughs> are highly attracted to you, and you are highly allergic to them. And I thought, that's a short list of weaknesses. And Gary <laughs> through Gary Ford, said, add more to the list, asshole. And I said, say no more. <laughs> now, I made a very quick meme, and we had some people uh, chime in. And, Kev, I'll ask you for yours in just a minute. But I'm going to read you a couple that I think were... We're very good.
2: Uh, Ryan Clark, I saw some preliminary ones, but I'm excited to hear these.
1: Literally, this one just came up right now. Uh, Ryan Clark okay. says, vulnerable to a stun gun while making inappropriate sexual advances? Mosquito <laughs> bites my ass.
2: <laughs> I don't really have much to say about that, but I think... I feel like that'd be a vulnerability of anybody, but okay. I mean, especially,
1: Jerry, it's like... Because I think the idea is, you know, most people would say you get stung or hit by a mosquito. You know, it's not like anybody feels good when that happens. You just happen to have an extreme version of what happens. That's all. Yes. So let's continue down this list. Um, This one, it's uh, from M row eighty eight and you saw this one, but it says Gary has a weakness for the Florida boy who's AJ arms, butthole. If he sees uh, it, let it alone and gets a whiff of its tartness, he will kick it and fuck it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like I commented on this. You did. I don't know and I don't there's... really know what the hell happened to this. I haven't happened know. with that statement, but I like it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I like what he said. That statement.
1: I don't know what's really happening here, but I like it. Um, <laughs> the best part about this is I coined it by saying, guys, asshole Tinkerbell is dying. And people seem <laughs> to be uh, quite enamored with that one. But he said, your grappling seals coming into your last fight was not 100%, and you can't finish heel hooks against Polaris. <laughs> Also, your mustache game is clearly second tier to Kit Dale. Now, I feel that one is where it starts to get yeah. just
2: Yeah, that, that one hurt. That one hurt more than anything, to be fair.
0: I like Luke Beston's um, the hashtag Danaher decision squad is collapsing like a house of dominoes. I, I really enjoyed that. Oh it. my god. Not as though, especially as a troll, because it has a few levels. Obviously, this isn't about that, but it's like, love it. <laughs> that was great. Just uh, anytime you can use Danaher
1: Decision Squad in a hashtag,
0: yeah. you, you get my compliments.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, bro. Um, we've got a couple more. Uh, Jiu Jitsu Bod says, Was Gary Tone bitten by a mosquito, or is he starting an itty bitty titty committee? Now, I feel that that's just. Oh, wow. That's just boob shaming, and I yeah, don't know that, is, that we have time for that. I do like
0: the bypassing of the actual bites, just to insult your nipples, though. If we're just giving him category points, eight out of ten from the category. first of
2: all, I've been first of all, I've been called, I've been told multiple times that I have fantastic nipples, and many women wish that they had nipples like mine. Is, uh, is that hey, what the guys be clear tell you. on that one?
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> it says weak chest hair game here, and that, I i do That's have to fact. agree you you look um abercrombie ready and i that is just saying
1: think about that uh, we've got over here it says is being addicted to cash chicks and championships a weakness because if so he's one weak motherfucker um <laughs> our good friend drew from because jitsu inexplicable vulnerability to dj jackson Fair. Yeah, that one
2: that one hurts. That one <laughs> that one's just, that's like a knife driven into my back, bro. So here are the ones
1: that I, I get. A Why you do
2: this? Why?
1: Because it, this one just said gluten. I was like, I don't know if that's a real one. But then there was another <laughs> one that said Linda Rodset and I said, is that a thing? Because I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs>
0: I also liked, we got a good picture one from Mario Fusca that says update, and it's your stomach, except now you've pierced in help me on it, as opposed to just <laughs> the bites, which I was like, that's pretty good. That's quite I good.
1: want to make sure that AJ from Gracie Barrow Riverside just put gay re tone and emphasis on the gay. <laughs> uh, wow.
0: Guys, this one's real. I like how to heart
1: they took that it was like,
0: no cleverness necessary speak no. your heart
1: no this one was junk nope. food and two out of ten chicks at
2: 2 a.m i mean that's a fact i don't think the 2 a.m really needed to be added to that but uh he's right <laughs> he's and definitely right
1: i think the last couple will just read uh night jiu-jitsu which is eli who's an amazing human being weakness to maintaining balance while throwing kicks
2: that, that one again cut like a knife
1: <laughs> i mean if it makes you feel any better gary i'm gonna do a breakdown with you at some point on your kicking form i feel like the next time we're in person together i'm gonna be like is this how you kick here because i noticed you were going for Liu kang but like without the honestly, flying and just falling
2: honestly at this point i kind of feel like i have to fall during a kick during every fight or it's like, I guess my signature now, you
0: know? I, I wouldn't worry. I think it'll happen organically. Uh, good news <laughs> update-wise, Raf. I took his photo and posted it to a grinder profile, and the Ooh. feedback way more positive. I'm going to spare That's the, the audience, Woo! but from the amount of peaches I was sent, I think the internet's <laughs> not in the mood to roast Gary Tonin in the traditional ways, but I, I do think there's yeah. an opportunity.
1: Kev, you, can't, yeah. you can't criticize these mosquitoes for trying to give Gary abs that will be permanent. Like, it just looked like they fucked up on their placement and length of what they needed for abs. Because I looked yeah. at them and I was like, either that's an alien growing in there or Gary's just trying to grow abs on top of abs and you just don't need to do that.
0: <laughs> oh, man. So... Uh, Gary, in terms of your schedule and burstness and craziness, what are you doing in, in the interim? Are you, is it MMA right now? I don't mean that outside of Colby Covington deciding to be a f- moron and fight you grappling wise. Are you strictly focused on it? Taking that, that path? Cause we haven't seen you on the grappling side. We're obviously getting lonely, uh-huh. but you're about to go on the MMA hour again. And there's just no turning back at this point. <laughs> Give us that. Are you staying MMA for a while?
2: Yeah. So the thing is, um, the timing just has to be right. If I'm going to do grappling as well as the opponent, like it has to be something really meaningful. You know, somebody has to come with me with like an opponent that. I really want to face in grappling. That's going to mean something. It's going to like elevate my career if I beat the guy. You've never talked about and, your virginity uh, in
0: your life the way you're talking about grappling right now. But sure, <laughs> it has to be right. There has to be a physical connection. You gotta. I get it. Go yeah,
2: hundred percent. Never, never had that conversation. But, uh, but yeah, no. That definitely has to be like a, a really good opponent that I want to face. And then the other thing that has to happen is the timing has to be uh, correct. Like if, if for instance there was some sort of grappling show that wanted me to be competing uh, sometime like in like early or mid September or something, well oh man, I almost just like never mind. <laughs> doesn't make a, <laughs> it doesn't make a difference. Uh. But the, the point of the matter is is if it was evenly if it was evenly placed between my fights properly so that I could prepare for the grappling match, but I also could prepare for my fight. It wasn't going to impact my fight camp. You know, basically, if it's eight weeks out from whatever I'm going to be fighting, you know, uh, then it's fine as long as I have a, a little bit of time, at least like maybe four weeks before that to prepare for the grappling portion of whatever I'm going to do. Um, so it's it's a little tricky, the timing of like whenever a grappling show would be. And it's kind of tough because I never know exactly when I'm going to be fighting because they don't really like officially lock me down uh, until pretty late. Like the last time they didn't even announce it until two weeks out. so. It's kind of hard, man. I'd really love to do it. I would. There's definitely guys that I want to beat, but it's just uh, it's just a, it's a tough situation that they put me in because I really got to get as much uh, cage experience as I possibly can at this point.
1: No, I get it. You've essentially become, uh, at least in terms of your grappling, a- an extended Kevin Hart joke. You know, <laughs> see, I would grapple you right now, but the way my bank account's set up is, uh, <laughs> and if I have like two weeks notice, like, can I get it to you on the first of the month? And that I
0: would do it. Invited. I'm excited <laughs> about fighting.
2: Obviously, I want to
0: fight.
1: I,
2: I I'd okay. fight right now, but I just I can't. <laughs> yeah, I guess what would have to happen is I'd have to have an organization that's that's uh, flexible and when they could put on a show. And then I would have to know when I'm fighting next. And then I could properly put the fight, you know, pretty soon after that fight. And then I could do it. That there would be the best situation. You're right here.
1: You know, Metamorphs will put together a very fancy presentation for you. We'll do it all over again. It's going to be great. Perfect. Uh, but, I mean, think about it like this. You're going to Kasai in a couple of weeks. What can we expect to see from that? Because, you know, you're, you're just going to be a guy checking things out, you know?
2: I don't know if I'm going to be able to be there guys. Wow. Unfortunately. I know it sucks. I have a childhood friend uh, that asked me to be at his wedding way beforehand, like three, four months beforehand. And I already paid like $350 I like rented a tux for like 350 bucks. So I'm kind of kind of shot in terms of, uh, pulling out of that sort of ordeal.
1: Mm. Um, phrasing second of all, um, The fact that you had to pay $350 for a tux is, as someone who's gotten married, Kev, did I make you get a tux? Nope. And you certainly didn't make me spend- I'm part of the wedding. I'm part of the wedding party. That's why. Kevin was in my wedding. (laughs) I was just going to
0: say, I was like, I wasn't top billing, but you should have seen what his best (laughs) man had on as a tux jacket. Uh, Robin had naked women on the inside, so-
1: She's a the best lesbian. Uh, and that shit was not oh, wow. And if you it had was, a best lesbian in your it wedding, it worth Oh one hundred percent. My two best friends. You did? Yeah, but like t-
2: you, but like, but like you called her the best lesbian. Like she, so. Here's what I did. Did she give a speech? I
1: think that she, she called, called herself. She called herself as the best, lesbian. As best lesbian. Dude, that's so fucking cool. You again, my two best she friends. She is cool. from Life <laughs> forever. Uh, Bobby, who is essentially an Asian surfer dude. Uh, and Robin, mm-hmm. a black lesbian. It is like between the three of us when we would walk around at school, we were one diversity program into ourselves. But <laughs> the best part about Robin was is like why didn't you kids, guys just do that? Like why
2: do you do this? Like you should just be doing I
1: seminars. fuck Kevin. Kevin's really You guys me should down. <laughs> all be taking
2: pictures. You guys should all be taking promotional pictures outside of high school. It's like what's happening right now?
1: <laughs> well the best part was is like we would walk around and people would be like oh my god they got all the minorities that's right that's right bitch and we're in all your ap classes too so one of the things that we told robin was for years you know she didn't tell us that she was a lesbian but you know hey we're kind of like no big deal but then me and bobby one day like pull her side because she tells us after high school and it's like in college and she just goes hey guys I'm a lesbian. And we're like, dope. Why didn't you tell us this so that we could have been talking about girls with you the whole time while we were in high school? Instead, we treated you kind of like you were our sister and just kind of said, oh, okay, cool. Go over there real quick. And Bobby and I would be like, yeah, she's fucking hot. Who knew you could have joined in on that conversation? That's some bullshit, Robin. <laughs> so, uh, Gary, she walks up yeah.
0: just black, sort of <laughs> modern cut uh just blazer, <laughs> blazer. No, 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 okay. blazer blazer not know blazer okay sure and then she sure. says the following to fix it she's yeah, like yeah. guess what's under the jacket i was like i have no idea <laughs> pops them open the lining of the jacket is naked women just different playboys, pinups just, from playboys just titties on titties that's confidence i don't think i'll ever know ref and what she,
1: a savage when yeah. she messaged me she's like is it cool And I was like, of course. And then, like, in person, she asked Kelly. And my wife goes, oh, absolutely. You know so. And so when she shows up and she does it, it was the best party trick ever. She's like, you want to see what's under the jacket? Every person goes, yes. (gasps) Oh, my
0: God. Titties. And it was very tastefully done. I don't know how that's possible. But it worked Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So My up your rash awesome. guard game, dickhead. That's what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
2: fucking suck.
0: Time to start using all those Gordon dick pics to something useful. Just make a <laughs> rash guard out of them. Make it abstract so it makes the Mona Lisa or like Eddie Bravo's face or something. Ooh. But just okay. make it nice. of of Gordon's penises. Just I'm throwing out ideas,
2: Raph. <laughs> I'm, I'm in ideas yeah. corner. And Kev, I don't know why you're so gravitated towards Gore's penis, but all right. I'll do my best to make it happen.
0: I'm curious Kev. what the steroids have done to it. I heard he has one oh. just for his penis. That's just what I heard. It's just, again, same conspiracy.
1: <laughs> place. Kev, before we send one Gary Tonin back into the wild, it's going to be important because he's the first stop, uh, you know, right now. This is the first interview he's had since his fight. So yeah, it's very really nice because we
0: complained up, like family. As far as you
1: guys know. like oh, Shut up. Now, yeah, I know. <laughs> I received <my laughs> almost compliment. Before we let him go on to another show, I think this is the part where Gary should tell a flat-out lie to see if people actually listen to the show because he's going to go on other reputable shows, and they're going to ask him stuff like, Hey, Gary, so we hear that you do good heel hooks. I see no evidence of that. I don't know any different because I know... A surface level amount of information about you <laughs> so with the people who actually know you and have followed you for a long time what's a fake story that you can end on with us sir that they won't 100 <laughs> percent ask you on another show
2: <laughs> i don't know man dude you you really put me on the spot with that one a fake
1: story a fake story. So think of something fake.
0: Start with the fucking case for <laughs> one that I'm still looking for and so I can't un- find. So
1: uncreative. Oh, Jesus, Gary. I- I thought that oh, they hold on, ref. Can I help? F- Can I do it? I got
0: it. I got it. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Feel free to start texting me more frequently before your interviews. If you're doesn't matter. <laughs> you did get the one <laughs> FC box. It is a full-on sex robot that looks like anyone you want it to, and you're size. sworn Life to size. secrecy. It, it changes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It can yeah. be Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I'm not willing to tell you guys who I chose <laughs> it to look like. Okay.
0: Oh, my God. That is, I like that twist, but you can only program it to look like <laughs> one person.
2: Well, It's Gary. programmed to look like Jordan fetus.
1: Oh, we knew it. <laughs> I knew, you know, you, you teach him. You teach him a callback one time in an interview. Yeah, well, listen, Gary, we've obviously been happy. You have have you mentioned know. it so much, I couldn't help. I couldn't help myself. I do blame I, myself. Could, I will take really responsibility. It's on me. You, you
0: could help yourself. I feel like I. I feel like I'm responsible.
1: <laughs> well, let's do this, Gary. It's always good checking in with you. Uh, I'm very happy to bring you back on the show, but. As we depart, we're about to celebrate 300 episodes, and I think it's important that you leave us with a good thing and say one thing that you've liked about us over these 300 episodes.
2: That's even harder than the last thing.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> this is how we know we're getting a better interview out of you than other
2: some dipshits ask you. Every time now. you... I feel like almost every time we talk, you guys are at some bullshit milestone, or like, oh, it's been two years, this uh, 300 episodes. Bullshit Listen, and I gotta leave yeah. you guys some kind of fucking, I gotta leave you guys some kind of fucking message, like, oh my god, fuck yeah, this shit. I like, can't, not- <laughs> can't believe that anybody is supporting you guys enough to, for you guys. You know what it is? I think you guys just must, I don't know if you're actually getting any support, you just delusionally believe that whatever it is that you guys are doing makes some sort of a difference, or like somebody appreciates it, or something like that, I don't know. You're must be it.
0: you're assuming I care. I, I, this is all. <laughs> I'm just right here in the present, baby. Don't don't shit on any parades. All right. Was about say,
1: all right. Fair enough. When we're talking about delusional, let's talk about flying head kicks, and then we can really match up who's being delusional here. <laughs> we are the flying <laughs> head
0: kicks of MMA podcasts. Gary Tonin, look for that T-shirt. The flipping
1: head kicks. 66 percent
2: is probably more the way can go about it. <laughs> First of all, they were they were perfectly timed drop kicks. I was actually planning on falling <laughs> during both of them. I watched a lot of Power Rangers and it's been very effective. On multiple can, occasions. You can
0: find him, uh, Gary Tonin two R's. And he has convinced me he's right on this. If you think about the Larry and Barry. So Gary Tonin mm. two Rs. He is right. They call him the lion killer when they don't know him. Uh, More grotesque Mm. things as we have today when they do. We always appreciate you stopping by the podcast, and we would like to send you off with some happy 300 advice, sir. Those kicks kind of look like you could really benefit from some parkour, maybe something Mm. where you throw (laughs) a right arm down, plant, and then throw the kick. That way we're not as... Worried about the hips rising to a place that maybe they're not comfortable. So just think about it. I could actually, I think I know a good parkour guy on the East Coast. You know what? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk off air. A, Verbal-
2: touch, a touch butt guy? Is that what you're trying to tell <laughs> so, me to do? A touch I'm butt guy. to play a little bit more touch butt?
0: First of all, that might help with the hips. Don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> you are Gary Tone, and this is Verbal Tap. Thank you so much, Gary Tone.